Dexter, hey. we're doing this. We're doing this. Wow. I like this. So we, we've been talking uh, a lot frequently. Uh, we've been talking a lot lately. We've been talking frequently lately. Okay, we'll do that. Uh, but uh, I, I like that inadvertently. I didn't even mean to. I turned on like the podcast, Aaron, talking to you. Did you tell? I was like, hey, Dexter. Yeah. Hey, Dexter. <laughs> Somebody I've never known before. I don't uh, <laughs> You're like a celebrity me. guest. Yes, yeah, I'm me gonna, talking like someone you've never met. Hey, exactly. Dexter. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> tell me about your latest movie. <laughs> <laughs> This episode is presented by OIT VoIP. Enhance your client's communication abilities with our VoIP solution, featuring integrated billing, on-demand training, and live U.S. support. Collaborate seamlessly with Microsoft Teams integration and put your entire phone system in your pocket with MobileX. Improve your offerings and increase profitability with reliable service for one-tenth of the average MSP acquisition cost. To learn more, visit OIT.co or dial 844-CALL-OIT. Dexter, um, I'm really excited to get you on this episode. Uh, I'm really excited to get you on this podcast all together. Oh, let's go ahead and introduce this up. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, everyone out there in the interwebs, welcome to 38 at 38. My name is Aaron Bolton, and we talk about the most ridiculous job stories. Every episode, I have a guest on. My guest talks about their most ridiculous job story, and then they ask me about one of my jobs that I've had, which all of them have something absolutely ridiculous to do with it. And today, my guest is the wonderful, the heartfelt, the godly, the loving father and sales expert, uh, Dexter, <laughs> Dexter Williams. Um, did he, Dexter. Uh, what, what was this? how do you pronounce this? Derek Williamson. All right, yes. Derek Williamson. Dexter, uh, Dexter, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. I'm living the dream. Loving, loving, living. I, uh, hopefully, um, uh, if you hear some background noise, that is my son. He, uh, clearly does not want to participate in the podcast, but he wants to make sure he gives great right, background noise. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, so, Don't so. worry. According to Gallup, uh, that makes us relatable. So, <laughs> well, you know, I, they know what's going on. They, it, they make that sound of horse. <laughs> Gallup. It, it's funny because we just reached like the terrible twos and I know exactly what they mean when they say that. And I'm not calling my child terrible because I would never do that. Right. But you um, I can. You yeah. want me to? <laughs> please. Please. Yeah, your kid's out. terrible. Yes. <laughs> Because we have the two that are happening together. right now, and and he's oh. decided that he wants to participate in in the joke. So I, I love so, it. Nice. <laughs> well, good. He's an he's an active uh, and participating member of society. Yep. That's great. Dex, you, yeah, I want to I want to show this. I think you'd appreciate this. Knowing me, uh, we've known each other since uh, 2014, 2013, mm -hmm. 2014. So uh, come COVID, I was and shortly after, you know, everything went to um online right everything went to remote everything and so all my trainings went to remote as well and i always had some type of other cup you know and i wanted to have a nice looking professional cup nothing flashy you know usually i'm like my friends say that i always try to uh, martha stewart stuff you know like i always try to go overboard and i was like nothing flashy and i was like you know i love yeti went on 
got a Yeti, was looking at them, and I was like, which very bland colors should I get? You know, silver, white, all this. And I went with navy blue, navy blue. And the color they sent me was this. Yeah, that, that's not navy blue. I, <laughs> nope. Because I, I was like, well, hold on. There's got to be an end to this story where he tells me why they sent him a different cup than nah. what he ordered. They just sent me this. So like rather, so I'm like, okay, because, you know, we're online, we're doing remote, we're doing trainings. I need their, their mind focused. I don't need anyone distracting them. Excuse me. <laughs> you know, like the most, the most ridiculous uh, colored cup. So I laughed when I saw it. I was like, my wife's like, just return. I was like, no, no, no. This was, this was the universe. God, this was somebody playing a joke. One of the angels saying, this will be so funny. He yeah. will love this. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. so I'm, I'm going with it. Well, I'm see, I, I notice how showbody your whiteboards are. So the only thing I, I'm trying to look at you right now. And by the way, you're very good looking, but the whiteboards behind you. I don't know if you're scribbling or scratching or what's going on back, but it seems See, like you got a the, lot going on. Uh, that's the uh, that's the trick there. You scribble and you get you keep people wondering: Am I busy? Is are these the scratchings of an insane person? Who knows? Who knows? I had some. I and I I checked myself because I would write just ridiculous jokes or ideas or whatever that I want to build out, build out, and I've changed that to making making this board. But you can't really see it. But I'm just waiting for I'm waiting for people to know me enough one day where there's another YouTube channel that just deciphers the stuff on my board. You know, they just now this week, Aaron did. And and I'm actually spending the time doing that right now. So that's going to be my next podcast episode for anybody interested. It's going to be at Dexter understands Aaron. So just be ready. That's understands Aaron. And everyone would know (laughs) who this Aaron is. It must be. Don't don't need a last name. Don't need a first one. I mean, honestly, I could say understands anybody, but because yeah. I'm saying on uh, competent, authentic. I love the word authentic. Where, not where are you quite. looking? You I'm going like right that. up top there to the blue. On common, common, on co- common. Blue? Oh, this. This is blue. Yes. That's purple. It's, yeah, but yeah, dude. It's you know what enough. it is? I'm colorblind. You're gonna you're gonna like this. You're gonna like this. Tell it me about says, it. Un- uncompromisingly authentic we talked about that the other day we okay. did talk didn't i tell you hold on i gotta i gotta write this down i'll forget <laughs> i came in and wrote it down yeah <laughs> uncompromising and right underneath it i've got uh uncomprom- ah, uncompromising truth uncome uh un- condition unconditional love unconditional love uncompromising truth with unconditional love i love both of those things um yep. shout out to Pastor Daryl Black, Black, uh, Grace Family Church, but yeah, wow. Hootie hoo! Shout out to <laughs> <laughs> now you. You go ask that pastor if he ever had a hootie hoo shout out. Uh, hootie hoo, pastor! I, I, I'm buying the fact that he did, and in fact, I bet he shouts himself out like that sometimes in the mirror. He's just like hootie hoo, hootie hoo! Time to get your pastor in. Time to get your pastor on hootie hoo. Awesome. Dexter, thank you so much again for being on the show. Uh, like I said, we we run down funny, hilarious job stories. The the, the tagline is um, uh, previously stressful, currently hilarious job stories because that's really what they are. Usually, the the funniest job stories, it's always like they're bad in retrospect, right? And, and currently, they're great. And usually, the more stressful they were, 
the the better story or the the more uh, the funnier more ridiculous story it is presently right so so uh you have a so well let, let's talk first what what is your main um field of work so i work in sales um i've, I've been both in sales management and a direct salesperson been in account management i've been in i've kind of been all around uh, when it comes to sales right so i've done everything from customer success to account management to uh, being a salesperson to being a sales leaders uh, you know what that's called that's called being a sales expert honestly <laughs> that's what you you got your hours in man you got your time in you're a sales expert son you start with your chest you lead it out with your chest <laughs> <laughs> lead it awesome all right D wondering do you have any idea of and i know i didn't ask you beforehand but if you can guess like how many jobs have you had so so uh, probably around five jobs i've um I'm, i've actually uh started my own um business a couple of times so on top of that so probably about seven right yep. okay good we count we count all of that and yeah, I, I, do you have many? Do you have many ridiculous job stories? How oh, too many to count? Um, you you know what's funny is that, that as I learned the premise of you know what you would be asking me today, I, I thought about like what story could I actually tell uh, right. versus <laughs> versus which ones could I keep to myself? So I've got way too many, um, right, but right. I, I've got a few that I think are worthwhile. So. So you and I, we worked at one company before, and I, I haven't mentioned the name of the company. And if this is, if the story is from that company, that's fine. Is the story from that company? It, it, you know what? I kept those stories out. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. I was <laughs> a young manager at that point. So I, I'm not as good at like, I wasn't as good at my job, so I couldn't necessarily lead people. Um, and well, then, you, you know, I got promoted quickly. And then, you know, next thing you know, I'm in charge of, uh, uh, nine other adults, 10 other adults, 15 other adults. And I'm like, ah, this is wild. Yeah. It this, is wild. This, this gets interesting quick. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I haven't, I also haven't talked about that job on this podcast at all because one, I want it to be, cause there's so much, man. I, it might be, it might be a round table of just a handful of people who also used to work at that and is far enough away from that company so you know so you know it's not you can't get messy but i think that would be a round table talk of that would be phenomenal yeah, uh, so uh, be, be greatest stories ever i mean especially because we were a young company where all of us are coming up we're we're learning we're we're growing mm -hmm. um uh, those I, dude, are that the was most 10 fun years ago yeah th I those started, are the most I, fun times yeah definitely so uh what job story what job story have you decided to bring to 38 and 38 today so uh, my job story for today has to do with uh, actually where I worked at HubSpot. Um, I was up there in Boston for a year. I was there by myself. I had just gotten engaged. Um, so I had my, uh, I had my soon to be wife. Um, and by the way, that's a, that's an awesome get HubSpot. Yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah. Good on you on that. Yeah. Great, great company. Love them to this day. I, I will say one of the best opportunities I had, I, um, so I'm going to hate for anybody that watches this, that's from Boston, not necessarily my favorite city. I mean, it's a good <laughs> it's a, uh, shots thrown, shots thrown, shots fired. I, I guess you don't yeah. get shots. 
you can't throw a shot, but you, you could. Can. It it won't well, be as effective. It won't be <laughs> as effective. <laughs> so shots fired. I'm I'm not a huge Boston fan, but I did love HubSpot. And you hear that, the, Boston? We're coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is I hate Boston now, and then that's uh, it. Uh, but 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 you know, I, it was it, it. I think the the problem was there. I uh, I both left my car down here. I I drove a real wheel Mustang. So there's no chance yes. I was going to be able to um, mm-hmm. drive that up north. I mean, in fact, that car would have been buried in snow the first winter. Right. I had. Um, but one of my favorite stories is uh, early on in my uh, endeavors there, I got invited out to uh, Brian Halligan's house, who was the CEO at the time. Is and- that the same guy who who did the recording, the famous email? Um, when you when you canceled HubSpot or when you would stop uh, like one of their or what was it unsubscribe from HubSpot? Do you do you know do you know about this? When you I actually unsubscribe don't. from okay, so this was way back. sounds like something he would do though. But before you and, even finish this statement, yes. yeah, yeah, th- th- this is this is like oh, man, this is oh, I look up to this video. So it was an unsubscribe whenever you get those emails and then you unsubscribe from HubSpot. You know, it would take you to a page where you'd click unsubscribe and there was a video a video of him. He's like, Hey, uh, listen, you know, I hate to see you leave, but, um, you know, it's fine. You know, <laughs> this whole act, he was like, it's fine. It's fine. But was it me? Did I do something? I mean, maybe, maybe I could, and it was this whole thing where you could tell he just riffed, he just riffed and they edited it up. And like, there's a part where he it just cut. And he was like, Oh, <laughs> and he was like, well, come, please come back. Please. I mean, Dude, I, I didn't even have anything. I think I downloaded an ebook. There was no business I would have with, with HubSpot. And I saw that and I was like, I'm going to stay subscribed. Yeah. It, it, he, <laughs> he was, he was, he was, uh, so, so you had two, uh, kind of, kind of co founders, Darmesh and, and Halligan. And, um, Halligan was always the one that was, that sounds about right. I, I never saw the video myself, but that sounds about right. Um, but but so anyways, I, I, we, we go over to his house. I get invited. And this is in my first kind of three months there. I'm, I'm a new sales manager that I'm actually their first hire from the outside. So they were a lot like, oh, wow. this other company that we worked for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. I thought I thought I thought HubSpot would be way past honestly. But wow. At, at the, the point when I joined, we they were just slightly larger um, mm-hmm. and and. Um, I got the opportunity to just come in, uh, you know, as they were trying to really redefine themselves, um, hire some people from the outside, do that kind of, kind of thing. Uh, and they really did me the blessing of, you know, letting me on board there. Um, but the, the, the funny story is, is I go, um, now I played baseball in college, you know, this, but right. I, uh, we also had a ping pong table in the middle of, our uh club clubhouse we, we played at jackie robinson ballpark in daytona beach but in the middle of our clubhouse we had a ping pong table and the battles there were epic they right. were um you know two college kids getting back and forth at each other um but brian halligan taught me a whole nother level to that game really um, yes uh so so of ping pong uh, table yeah, tennis he, Yes, he literally. I get there so first. And wait, I, wait, hold on. I'm sorry. You said you went to his house. Yep. Did you go to? A, it, was it a house? 
It was like it was like a uh, uh, um, it was a thing for employees. So a bunch of us got together. Um, yeah. I, I was kind of the new guy, so they were trying to welcome me in. You know, he was given right. some. You know, hey, new guy, come come with us. Yeah. Um. So, but was I, was it a house or like a mansion? Like what? Uh, like- it's a huge. So so you have to picture in Boston. There's really not a lot of mansions, but there's a gotcha, huge yeah. apartment. There's a huge gotcha, apartment gotcha, gotcha. that he lives on. Yeah. That's on top floor and. It's penthouse. You can see penthouse. all over Boston, and it, it's very, very beautiful place. Right, um, right, right. But he also you weren't going to go. You weren't going to go down to the Harvard Yard with mine, Pac. Yeah, no, 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 no. no. Pac, you can't have it yet. Um, <laughs> so, so, so uh, we get up there, and of course, um, they tell me that there's a ping pong table there, and of course, I'm, I'm me. So I was talking. Yes. So much noise. Yeah. I was like, yeah, you're ready to go. <laughs> who, who wants it? Who, who wants it on this ping pong table? Um, so, so I think my first match, I did okay. Right. I, I finished somebody off. It was kind of an easy game. Halligan jumps up. <laughs> Dude, you're and, you're uh, such a baseball player. You're <laughs> such a baseball player. <laughs> just a, just a very natural, like it's not arrogance, <laughs> but just extreme confidence in my skills. Right. I'm sorry. I'm going to win all of these. I mean, and, and it, especially when you're playing against a bunch of people that are like a bit in the software game, never really even played college sports. So you're just kind of like, oh, well, I'm going to run through everybody that's here. Right, right. Up jumps Halligan. And and when I say this guy is one of the best ping ball, play, ping, ping ball, ball players I've ever met in my life, um, I didn't realize why he didn't go to the Olympics. Like he, we're, we're back, <laughs> I'm smashing, right? So, so, so like the thing I'm pretty good at is once I get a ball that pops up good enough, I can just, and he just, just pounds it back in my face. And I'm like, that's not even supposed to come back to me. So I don't, <laughs> you, don't you don't have a, you don't have a defense. I don't for have that. that skill. After I smash it, I'm supposed to win. That's supposed <laughs> to be my point. Did he, you say, I'm scared. did you, uh, you yeah. did you know the rules of the game? <laughs> yeah. Uh, excuse me. I smash <laughs> you lose. Um, sorry. No, no, he did, He wasn't playing that game. And, and you would think like, okay, well, he's the CEO. He'll take a light on you. Nope. He didn't make that choice. Not today. Did he crush you? Oh, 100%. I don't even think I scored. I, I Honestly, he would back up. He'd be like four feet away from the table. I'm like, is this even, is that real? Is this, is this a rule that you could actually do that? He's playing, he's playing like, like, uh, whatchamacallit, like Hong Kong rules. Yes. He's playing like original. I'm, I'm like. How 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 is this happening right now? This ball is not supposed to be coming back my direction. Yeah, the guy was really good. So I, I will say I, that was an amazing story that just was a lot of fun too. Because I I literally laughed out loud when I got home. I was like, this is I I got my behind whoop and being. That's great, man. I the whole time you're seeing, I, we all know the uh, the sketch by um, Dave Chappelle the. Um, Charlie Murphy sketches. Uh, not the Charlie Murphy, the uh yeah, the Charlie Murphy, the uh, uh Rick James, the, with Rick, uh, James. Rick James yep. and and with uh Prince. And I'm imagining you telling that whole story with cut-ins of like the dramatic acting. <laughs> like, and then here comes like the CEO and he's like blouses. Blouses. He, just, he has his own little his own little paddle. 
Hub spot. It has a HubSpot uh, insignia on it. That was the crazy part about it was that I realized I picked up a normal paddle that was sitting near the table. Mm-hmm. He pulled his out of a bag. That's when you should know you're in trouble. Yeah, when, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like there's no reason why somebody should pull a paddle out of a bag, but. None. Yeah, most yep. people, most people, they have like a ping pong table at home because of uh, the novelty of it. You know, maybe the kids or, you know, family comes over, friends come over, entertainment would make perfect sense with a big apartment space like that where he has room for a ping pong table. Yeah, sure, throw a ping pong table out, out over there. No, no, he was doing it to make a statement. That oh. was his trophy. He's yep. like, <laughs> I'm the captain now. He's <laughs> like, yep. this is my ping pong table. Exactly. I mean, like if, if, if you thought you were a good sales manager, he just wanted to let you know, like, hey, I can do this a little bit better than you. So, um, right. If you want to go, pal, let's go. Um, but no, no, no. He's he, he's always a good dude. Very gracious guy. Um, but but yeah, that was that was kind of my funny, you know, story. That's awesome, dude. To, just to I, I think I like it more just because I have that connection of seeing him on like video. Like I, I honestly I see I saw that so many years ago. So I got to find out how long ago. But that was like the first kind of like I don't viral also like weird thing for a company to do for like a company to put that out from the CEO and it worked phenomenally so I, I I still think about that as inspiration whenever I do a video or I do something that might be you know oh you're gonna do that that doesn't look professional well hopefully the people who are watching would understand you know it's not that it's unprofessional it's just not professional you know you could still have some humor when it comes to you know to business and, and leadership you can merge those um but yeah every time i see that and I, or every every time i uh, often when i do a video i'm like and i'm editing i'm like oh man is this kind of uh, i think about him i think about yeah. him and it's and it wasn't like when that video came out he wasn't like blown up like it wasn't hubspot it must have been it because it was well before the time that you worked there that i saw that video So, I mean, good for them. I I think, I think you're right about like what so often becomes the, the failure of, uh, so many of us in this industry as in, as in leaders is, um, one of my early mentors said to me, um, we take everything too seriously. Right. And that it it inhibits our ability to actually grow and build the Mm -hmm. business. And so what ends up happening is we write like subject lines in our email that are, uh, you know, just, just sort of the wish wash nonsense, or we write an email to somebody, um, when we're trying to close a deal that they're going to obviously not read ever because it's 40 pages long and it says nothing. Um, whereas the most successful I've ever been in my career is actually kind of going outside, catching somebody off guard when they yep. read something, they hear something, they see something that I produce, they'll, mm-hmm. they'll kind of like have to take a double take and be like, did he just right. say that to me? Um, yeah. you know, whether it's annoying or whether I, I call them out about something that they did mm-hmm. or, um, it's the, it's the hardest part of, of our human nature, but it's the truth that the only way you'll pay attention is if I say something that's actually interesting rather than just sitting around and I'm not claiming to be, you know, I'm not overly interesting, but 
I try my best in, in interactions like that to um, make sure that that um, you know, as a function of what we do, that we're actually um, kind of you know we try to say something interesting to the people that we work right and that we remain uncompromisingly authentic yep that's the whole, and that really is that's who you are I, I, right I, I i've never been able to help this i am who i am um i i try to have you know again only speaking for myself i i can say that i try to have grace about uh, things that I get into about the projects that I take on. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I try to, at some, uh, on some level, um, you know, let people know that this is who I am, but then right. uncompromisingly authentic, um, and doing it with unconditional love, having passion yeah. for people. Um, you know, sometimes the, the hardest part about sales is that you're, you're actually trying to get people out of their own it, the, yeah. you're you're talking to them you're messaging mm-hmm. to them you're whatever you're but you're trying to get them out of their own way of making a decision that's going to be hard for them maybe financially maybe uh or they're not making a decision exactly and 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 mm-hmm. you know that this would be the right decision for them but but the only thing you can do is um sometimes get them out of their own way so right um other times you have to walk away so that i'm right. fine with both of those things that's comes with being uncompromisingly up then. Absolutely, man. The more look, people, people communicate best or, or people yeah, communicate oh. best with people who they can trust, right? And the best way that, that I've learned to get someone's trust is to listen to them, right? And, and don't BS them, right? Just listen oh. to them and don't BS them. You know, just be honest and truthful. That's the best way. That's the best way to raise your value. It's the best way to raise your credit in everyone's mind is just, and that's just being uncompromisingly authentic, be yourself. And that's being honest about who you are. Like in the beginning, we were joking like, Hey, Dexter, you know, that that's obviously not me. This is more of me, you know, and be, be that person. That's, that's the way to win. I'm telling you, catch people off guard is the best. I'll, I'll tell you the, uh, if, for anyone out there who is sending off uh linkedin messages maybe to connections they've connected with people and you know and maybe there's automated messages they're not messaging you back or whatever you know you want to get their attention do a video not like a like a produced video go into that messenger on linkedin click record a video and just say what you want to say that's it just say what you want to say and let it go like oh i stumbled oh i need to re-record it why why just was it truthful? Did you stutter a little bit? Did you fit? Okay. Well, it's just a conversation like you're having with somebody regularly. That's, that's what they're going to pick up on. I will tell you right now, it's one of those things where you do it and it makes sense and it works. So you stop doing it. Every message that I've ever done like that through LinkedIn has gotten a reply. Every one of them. And I, when people would, would connect with me, they've seen me, they saw me on something, they would connect with me. I'd connect back and then send them a, vo- uh, a video message and say, Hey, thank you so much. And then they would respond back to me, put yourself out there, let people know who you are, that you're not just text, that you're not just a bot out there. This has been a message to the internet. All right, <laughs> Dexter, that was message. a wonderful message sent of uh, <laughs> Thank you so much for that story. I really, really appreciate it. I'm a firm believer that if I'm blessed with a story, then it's my responsibility (laughs) to gift back a story. And we're going to do that. We're going to talk about my story right after this ad. 
Hey, I'm Powerhouse Ray. And I'm Super Cousin Danny. And we're the hosts of The, the Tech, Tech Bar. Bar. Pull up a stool with us every other Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern for drinks, jokes, and games with your friends in the MSP channel. And we're back. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, that was, let's face it, that was the best ad that you've ever seen. I know, I know. And you should buy four of them. Whatever it yep. was, just buy four. You have. We all love corporate sponsors. Yep. Yeah. So we're we're friends. Okay. Um, I I really hope the corporate sponsor isn't like a funeral home. Like buy all of them. You know you'll yep. need them. Yes. <laughs> you have some friends. Well, eventually Aww. we'll all die. So all there's die. no, right. I mean, buy as many of those as you need. Yeah. Um, you know, all of them. You gift yep. them. <laughs> <laughs> Here, I got you. Could you imagine, Aaron, me getting you a gift card where it's like, hey, I just in case, you know, your funeral. Yeah. Boom. Just in case. Here you got you go. your whole packet here. I figured it out for you. Or better yet, hey, I got you a plot. It's next to mine. <laughs> <laughs> Not awkward at all. Not awkward at no, all. No, $500. No, like, $500 down on your flowers. I, yeah. I'm not saying that you're going to die. I'm just, you know, somehow it, sending it's you. going to happen, but. Right. Eventually. Right. So. And then go. you end it with, oh, by the way, you're going to have to put in for the fund for the monthly maintenance. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I forgot that. to yeah. tell you about that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Don't worry. Don't worry. It's a great place, though. <laughs> That's a great place. Awesome. It's in the South and very few Confederates. <laughs> That'll, that's a, that'll be, yeah, you're like, Phil, cut this, please. Do not, do not no, leave this in. No, Phil, <laughs> bring it on. Put on more. Why not? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, they'll Google me and realize my last name is Bolton. Yeah. And that means well, I then find out that that's the hillbilly side of me. Yeah. The least surprising thing that they'll learn about you is that your last name is Bolton. However, the most surprising thing they'll learn about you. So. There's that. That's true. That's the fact. All right, Dex, you know how it is. Uh, and everyone else out there, you be, I, have you been studying? I hope you remember. I know you do. You're, you have a quote. We sent you a list of quotes. Each quote has to do with one of the jobs that I've had. Um, I'm not sure which quote you've picked. And right when you tell me that quote, I've got to start talking about the job. So which quote did you pick? So here's the great thing is, I went through the list of these multiple times mm-hmm. and I was saying to myself, like there's so many interesting ones that I feel like I want to talk to you about offline. One of them, I feel like I wasn't necessarily going to even put you on the spot for, cause I was like, I, I don't know that he wants to tell this story cause it doesn't I, seem that good. I wrote them all. I wrote okay. them all. Threaten my hours one more time. My and hours. I, and you know what the funny thing is? When I when I read this quote, I did another thing where I clapped my hand. Threaten my hours one more one time. One more time. That's how you know yes. you're serious. That's how you that, you have to clap the hands. You top. have to clap the hands. So I uh, so um, let me think real quick. All right, of where it was, I know the job. So the job was down here in the south, and I don't think I don't think I think it was relegated to the south. Being I'm in Florida, uh, there was a company. A grocery store called Cash and Carry. Are you familiar? You familiar? Cash very, and Carry? very true for me. Yeah. This is uh, they kind of uh, 
phased out mainly i guess in the 90s and like the last vestiges were holding on in the early 2000s but for what i believe i think they're all gone uh, but i i worked when i was uh in high school for cash and carry so i was thinking uh, this is so i'm i'm happy about this one all right so uh, let me see before okay I'm trying to see in the in the line. So one of the story, one of the jobs that I did have uh, before was um, was uh, B and D. It was a grocery store, B and D. If you're familiar in Tampa, Florida, it's on 40th and Hillsboro, and it is rough. It's a rough grocery store, rough neighborhood. Um, and so I left there, and and I took all of my experience being a cashier and I took it over to ca uh, cash and carry, which was in a slightly better neighborhood, but only slightly. Um, and, uh, the, um, the stories from that, from there, uh, ensued from that being not maybe the best neighborhood in the world for a, a teenager to be working in, but that's fine. So I ended up working at this job. Uh, my buddy uh, from high school, or really a guy I know from high school, um, Winston. Right, we were. He was. He was a senior in high school, eighteen years old, but he was like eighteen in the beginning of senior year. Somehow he was a manager. He was like the assistant manager at Cash and Carry, and he lived on his own. <laughs> So this was like a grown <laughs> high schooler. This, 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 is a this, grown guy, high this guy had, you know, three kids, a wife. He was like, right. And you're only I 18. Like, hmm. I was like, okay. how are you doing this? And right. he was dating a good friend of mine. And yeah, he lived in the, in, uh, uh, the trailer park right next to the cash and carry. So everything was, I mean, he was right there. He could pay his rent. I thought that was super cool. Um, so he got us, uh, he got me and my best friend, Mario, uh, who's been on the podcast before and I've worked in different places also at B and D with, uh, he got us both a job or an interview anyways. And we got a job working at uh, cash and carry the, wow, the, I get the things that, that happen here. This is the first time, uh, I was accosted by a drunk person by like a, let me remember. Yeah. By what I could say was like a legit drunk, just the, the stories you have from people coming in at the, um, in the grocery line. This guy comes in one night staggering, right? He's like stumbling. <laughs> and he has he like drops all of the, all of the limes. Like all of the limes that we have. Like he, I don't know how many but it was a <laughs> he had them all the basket, like the little basket and he's just like dumping them all. First of all, he didn't need to do that. I don't have to scan them. You know, I just need to count them up or whatever. All right. <laughs> so so I grab them so I I'm, I'm looking like, through them, counting them all. Up. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I'm counting them all up and I put I ring it in and this guy flips out. Why is it so expensive? What's going on? Why is it so I was like, uh and I told him because you bought a whole bunch of limes. Sir, like why, why does you need so many limes? What's going on? And it wasn't like a water or like even some beer or something. It was just limes. It seems like he was drunk. He came into cash and carry for something got distracted by the limes end of story like that was it so he comes up with limes and i'm like yeah they're uh he's like they're not supposed to be that much money i was like they're uh three for a dollar or 33 cents a piece that sounds like a very reasonable price for a lime right even I'm back actually, you know right. 20 yeah. years ago 25 years ago 25 years ago uh, but you know you're old back, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i know <laughs> even back then three 
a dollar, three limes. Sure. He's like, he's like, they're 33 cents a pound. And I just, <laughs> I was like, I said, excuse me. And he was just off his rocker, you know, he, and he was yelling. He was upset. I had to get the manager over the manager. Well, didn't have to, he was on his way over. So those are that, those are the, uh, the, the types of situations I would run into on a daily, but man, I saw it as a, oh, it was a competition. Like I wanted to be the fastest and we actually had, if you guys ever wonder on like our cash registers, our cashiers, are they ever, uh, measured on how much they scan or how fast they scan? They did at cash and carry. Like they, you need to have a, a certain number of boops per minute. Like, and so, I mean, I was having fun with it. Like it was, I might've missed some things, but I was like, I'm got to get all these boops in. I got to get all these yeah. boops. Um, we would, oh my goodness. There was a, by the way, you make, thing. you make an excellent boop noise. I mean, that boop. was, that was, that you was put really a, good. You put enough. To, well, that's how you know how many boops I've done. <laughs> I've done, I've done. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that was not a sound effect. That was this guy right here. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta be popping, but also like rising, like boop, like falling <laughs> off. I can also do this. Okay. That, that one, that one is too weird. Okay, that is that is too good. I can also have, uh, do a cow call. A cow call. Ready? No. Here we go. Hey, cow. Hey, get over <laughs> here, cow. <laughs> Let's. <laughs> oh, that's the uh, dumbest thing. Phil, hopefully you <laughs> caught this. Phil, hopefully you caught want... this. Okay. Phil, that was I the want biggest their... dad joke. That was a yes, dad it was. joke. Phil, that whole point, I want the saturation up. I want saturation. I want volume spiked. I want everyone to see this. Man, I was sitting on the edge of my seat like, oh my gosh, I bet he's going to do a great move. And then all of a sudden I get this, hey, cow. Come here, cow. Hey, cow. Um, so uh, so there's, this, there's the, the manager. He was like, I guess he was, I mean, maybe in his 30s family, you know, had a family and he was like, whatever you know he was like the cool guy you know the cool you know manager for all the teens and would hang out and but like would curse with us you know cuss with us and but like we didn't cuss you know like we weren't that wasn't us and he was like hey what the f the f you got but and i would hear him he wouldn't usually talk like that so um i think it was he actually sent me on break one time and he was like hurry up get something to eat go I was like, all right, they had bread. We used to love this. They'd make the Cuban bread. And if the Cuban bread was um, was like, if it was made in the morning and it was in the afternoon by like four o'clock or something like that, then it was half off. And it was like a dollar 25. So I was like, yes, that's great. So I just, and I'd done this before and I've done it with this manager. And I don't know what was up his butt that day, but I would walk and I'd find one of the day old bread and he told me to hurry. So I just took it, you know, under a buck. And I went to the break room. I started sitting down with everyone, started eating it. He flies in, like pushes the door open. Like he's mad. He's like, Aaron, what, what the F are you doing? What's going on? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, he's cursing at me. He's in my grill. I'm like, what are you talking about? And he said, I was just told that you went and grabbed food off the shelf and you came back, you were coming back here, you were stealing food. And he was, I mean, I had, I'm sitting with bread in my hand like you know like a loaf of bread that costs less than a dollar that i will pay for that and i understand now well yeah you know you should pay for it before told not to understand now i totally get that this was not an issue in the past like this wasn't this was right this was an issue for him but yeah yeah and he let laid into me and 
there's been times before where you know an uh somebody an adult when i was younger you know would do that and like unrighteous you know unrightfully and i'd go off but this man he berated me so bad he left me speechless and he walked out like almost in tears like like what he's like you do this crap so already so you can tell at that point i'm not really liking this job that much at this point you know and and he's so this was that was like the beginning of the end so uh (laughs) so there was uh on to the beginning of the end there was a manager and this happened like I'm, I'll, I'll tell this kind of separate. Now I'll tell it this way. So we're not supposed to. Ch- I'll start off with we're not supposed to chase after thieves, right? Thieves. We're not supposed to chase at. We're not supposed to stop. We're not supposed to do any of that, right? So um, this and looking back now as an adult, I feel so sad about the situation. Um, a lady was walking out of the inn, you know, door and beep 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 beep. beep beeping like crazy, right? Different than the boom, beep, beep, you know? And so, the, and I'm like, ma'am, ma'am, where, you know, can you stop? Can you shout? And she's like, no, you can't stop me. You can't stop me. And she's, and right at the same time, I, I know I started following her. I was like, ma'am, ma'am. And right at the same time, another guy that I worked with, also a teenager, he was walking in, he was the other cashier and he was like, what's going on? I remember his white his white button up was unbuttoned and he had just like the white shirt underneath black pants. He's like, what's going on? And this lady's getting on the bike and, and I'm like, and I'm right in the doorway. I'm like, man, she's about to, she's stealing stuff. And he's like, he's like, what should I do? He's like, I should go after her. Right. I'm like, you do you. (laughs) I I was like, yes. I was like, you go for it. And he chased her down. He chased her down. He's like, ma'am, I need just, and she wasn't going fast. So like you can see him in the parking lot kind of walking oh, no. briskly, oh, you know, no, he's no, like, ma'am, no. I just, ma'am, just, and she's like, and she's screwed. You can hear her screaming. Don't touch me. I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant. I was like, oh my goodness, mm-hmm. this is not going to be good. You know? And what she ended up, I think they, I think they caught her. We found out what they, uh, it's in my mind. What she ended up stealing was batteries and beef, like, like beef, and so, so she went all B section. She was like, okay, <laughs> let me, let me, anything starting with a B, I'm going <laughs> to like, grab it. I don't have any room for bananas. <laughs> it's falling out. The beef is falling out of my pockets, but beef is falling out of my pockets. Yeah. The, the banana holding these batteries. <laughs> yes. The bread pudding <laughs> was, <laughs> bread pudding wasn't fresh enough for me. Was it fresh oh. enough? All, yeah. Um, but again, that's the the clientele that we, uh, there was, I mean, gunshots, that's a, gunshots in the parking lot. We had a, a few of those, you know, um, for whatever reason, like I don't have any resolution, you know, that, like that's the scariest thing. Like you don't have resolution for something traumatic happening. Like, yeah, gunshots. And what what happened by the third time it was like, gunshots you know yeah. what I are you mean, gonna well, do well you're on 40 at the hillsborough so i mean we're, we're i know i know exactly where you're at i mean yeah yeah oh well this one well that cash and carry so the cash and carry was a little bit um uh more west and east it was 50th and um oh 50th and columbus oh so even columbus. better okay yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I told okay. you so I, thought, I thought you were gonna move me somewhere like where I was like, oh, you know what? Okay, that's a nicer neighborhood. I told you, you slightly better. It was okay. slightly better. Well, the cool, 
Yeah, if go for it. Uh, no, no, I'm going to go ahead yeah. and disagree with you there. I mm-hmm. think it's about the same. I think we. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you're right. You're right. You're right. We've right, shifted right, ourselves right. eastward. That's really all it is. It's <laughs> just you know, as a, unfortunately, it was a lateral move career-wise. <laughs> <laughs> We've so, all had those. Uh, We've all had those. All you know, what? Here's the nostalgic part of it: is that I grew up uh, going to that grocery store with my grandma. So, and like, like all throughout being a kid, all being a kid. I, and like when I, I think I hadn't been there, like I was 10 years old. Like I stopped going to the grocery store. My grandma or 10, 11 years old. And I moved in with my mom and, and it was like six years later, you know, I come in and I'm like, oh, this is so many, you know, so many of the feels mainly because they hadn't remodeled, you know, <laughs> it's still the same. It was still like, the same. I love so, this. Oh, the smell of, of drunken, drunken, yeah. uh, people. Uh, and lime. a whole bunch of limes yeah I, drunken lime mm, beef batteries yes. batteries all over. Mm, yes <laughs> delicious okay so um the part of the story probably part of this uh this show is about you know the hustle like the the different you know the the work that you put in the work ethic right and man i hustled at cash and carry even when i was like done I still hustled because I needed money, you know, because I was helping my mom out or I was, I needed, you know, a one, a big thing every year was like whew, homecoming. All right. I got to get a fit for homecoming. You know, that was like on me, you know, completely and clothes and shoes and it was on me. <laughs> so I needed to work and I was always picking up um, hours, always picking up shifts. And, um, the manager, she, uh, she wasn't a servant leader. You know, she wasn't, she was a very authoritarian leader and, um, and I, I always had her back. Hey, you need, I will come fill this shift in and for like a shift, man, I mean, for like the cashier manager, that's a big thing, you know? So, which I got to see, uh, how big that is, um, you know, making sure full coverage. So, uh, she asked me one day for, if I could, if I could, uh, what's it called? Um, um, fill in for somebody. I forget what it, what it was specifically, but I couldn't do it. It was senior year. I know it was like a lot of things active, but for some reason, like I couldn't do it, uh, that evening. And, um, and she said, and so she threatened me. She said, you know, if you, um, if you or what was it? She's the way she said it was like, Oh yeah. You know, all you guys, all you guys always worried about getting more hours. And then you, um, some people are going to start wondering why they don't have any hours on the shift. And she did, she did that to me twice. Right. And the second time, and it, I, I, and I was trying to be, and I'm respectful, but I looked at her. I said, I said, threaten my hours one more time, one more time where the quote comes from. Cause I don't, I, I don't, I, I'm not going to, even as a kid, I'm not going to live in a life. I, look, I, I lived in a life of stress as a kid. I knew how to manage enough to push some stress away that I didn't want, that I, I didn't need. And I knew I was like, threaten me one more time. And that's one more time. So I would my hours one more time. Yeah. And she said, and she said, what are you going to do? I said, oh, you'll see. Threaten my hours one more time. Okay, Aaron. Cool. I went in. I, uh, I put in for, um, what was it? I think it was, I think it was homecoming. I think I put in time for homecoming or I, it was something I needed off for, for school. But I asked for that time off, got it approved. She, like a month in advance, like well in advance. And she asked me uh, one, one day at work, it was uh, right, I must have got, just gotten there. It, was, it wasn't busy. 
it was before five o'clock. I remember that because she called me over and she said, Hey, I need you to pick up this shift this night. I said, I'm sorry, I can't. That's my, that's my homecoming. I've called that off that, you know, I've already, I've already, I've already bought my fit. I already bought my outfit. And she said, once again, she's like, you know, you guys are going to start wondering why you stop, why you aren't getting uh, enough hours. Now within that, I think it was within that last time that she threatened my hours to this time. That's also when the other manager like went off on me. Well, like it was well, just crazy. not, oh, it was bread, not a good yeah. situation, right? Not, not, not supportive, not great, not the best. So, um, she said, you know, she threatened my hours and I looked at, her, I said, what did I tell you? And she said, what? I said, okay. And I went back to my cashier, my cash register and, uh, Mario, my best friend, he was also my bag boy. And he was like, what happened? And I told him, I was like, man, she threatened my hours one more time. He's like, you know what you said? I was like, bro. Her. And this is the, uh, this is the real like, it, I wish there was a recording of this. I just looked at him and I said, bro, and I, again, also, please uh, out there recognize that I was 16 years old. Okay. Please understand. Yeah, give, give the guy some grace. Come on. Now. Yeah. Give me some grace. And I reached back and grabbed that little phone and went and hit it in. Hello, shoppers. Uh, this is your cashier on I on lane five. And I am now quit. Thank you. Or I'm, I, I've now quit. Thank you so much for shopping at blah, blah, blah. And I hung up and there was no other cashier like i was the cashier so my man the manager's people said what is going on and i said you heard me and then i look at mario and mario look mario goes me too and i was like what you mean? <laughs> I that's love when you know you got a that's real yeah that's, move. yeah that's when you know you got a ride or die right he's like yeah, me yeah. too i was like man you were doing good you yeah. were doing good he was like i didn't threaten hours why did you make me this <laughs> Yeah, you're fine. Yeah. I was like, okay. He still like, doesn't right. forgive you for that for this day. Right, he's, right. He's, he's why like, do you? Yeah. So I pull my till. I pull my till, my money. I walk up and I said, you heard me? And she's like, yeah, the whole store heard you. I said, well, there it is. And I let put my, my tray down. Bye. And I go to walk out and she goes, Aaron, what? You have to count down your till. <laughs> it was like the most... <laughs> It was the most depressing. Just the most, finding any way, any way to get you back, uh, uh, dude. It was, it was the most deflating walkout ever. Cause like, yeah. yeah, and then it was like, oh, 20, 40, 60, 81, 20, 40, <laughs> Oh, this is awkward, <laughs> but I'm gonna keep doing it. It was very awkward in the back with all the managers talking about me and also trying not to talk about me because I'm there and it's just weird and quiet. I'm like, <laughs> counting the money down. Yeah, that was, you know, you, you know, what's crazy about that story is that uh, I, I think that, you know, one of the one of the biggest issues we have, um, e even as a leader, but also as an employee, is you get uh, kind of wrapped um, in in the goal. And, and you brought up something servant based leadership um, the 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 hardest part is to remind yourself to uh to be a servant-based leader. So like, mm -hmm. honestly, you, you get maybe so wrapped up in your own metrics, your own. And I know I've got this really good employee named Aaron who does a really great job up front. He's competitive. He's super good with the customers. But then, um, you know, for some reason I have to, I have to be the one to bend him up every single time he comes in just to mm -hmm. be like, Hey, I, I've proven something. I don't know. Um, right. Right. And, 
And yeah, man, that's that's tough. That's man, tough. Because the story was both funny and and it was kind of sad because it's like yeah. it's like somebody that you, you were doing a great job. And of course you were a teenager, so who knows? I mean, you probably right. thought you were doing maybe a good I job. sucked. Yeah, maybe, yeah. I maybe I you were horrible. Um I was really a teenager. I was a teenager who would quit by grabbing the phone. <laughs> exactly. So, so yeah. there, there could be more to this story. I, I'd love right. to get her on the podcast and figure out what she has right, to right. say about this. She's um, serving twenty to twenty to forty. Okay. No, I don't know. <laughs> That's what I was waiting on. Okay. She actually grabbed all of the limes and the bread and said, "You know what?" And she took Anne's out. Leaving. She, said, she was like, "I'm gone. Um, I'm gone. Um, no but, more of but, this." No, no. It's a, it's a great it's a great story, and it's also a great reminder that you know. When you're in a leadership role, regardless of who you're managing, you know, like they are human too, right? Right. And the things that they do are just as important to your success as, as it is to theirs. So, right. Um, sometimes and just reminding yourself. Absolutely. At silver lining to the whole thing, uh, Mario and I quit. We, uh, we left, we went to an old mall, Tampa Bay Mall. There's now one bucks place, but it was Tampa Bay Mall, which, it was on this last leg of being a good mall. Uh, but we both went there. We met Derek Jeter. He was walking, walking around uh, in the middle of the day and we met him and I went and uh, put an application for champ sports that day and got the job that day. So, and I was with them for almost two years. So fun times, you know, it's all connecting. And I think champ sports is like my second or third episode that we talked about. So yeah, yeah, yeah. really good. So, Thank you, Dexter, so much for this. I really appreciate it. I hope I hope my story was uh, was fulfilling to you as yours was to me, man. It was. Uh, I love this. I love this podcast. I love talking to my friends, talking to people about their ridiculous job stories. Because honestly, that's one thing that we all have in common is that we all have a worse job story. We all have a crappy job story. And Dexter, I'm putting this to you and to everyone else out there. If you ever need a networking question or something to say at a dinner party or, at, you know, you're sitting at a corporate function or dinner or something with a whole table wedding, I do this all the time. It's my first question out of the box. I look, I say hi to a couple people and the person I'm like, okay, Hey, what is the most ridiculous job story you have? I always, I leave with that. And they're like, Oh, I, I don't know. Yeah. The worst job story. What is it? What? Is it? And they, and everyone has, and almost everyone at the table will participate. Everyone will get involved. We've, I've had people take, you know, in a wedding, the center piece, the take it and move it off the table so they can talk across. Cause that's, it's a great, it's a great conversation starter and great networking tool as well, man. So what we do is we wrap up here with like lessons learned. So we wrap up with, uh, talking about, uh, your story and my story and what, what you've learned from your story or is there anything that ever, uh, that comes back to you, uh, every now and then about that, about that story. Yeah. I, I, I think the biggest, I, I, I don't know that there was some profound lesson in getting beat by your CEO in ping pong. Um, but however i think so (laughs) yeah well trust me um but 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 i do think that there's something important in just the fact that i was even there in the first place right and that uh he never became too big for the company Mm -hmm. itself he started the company he had a vision for who its leader should be and then he wanted to be there with them mentoring them helping them even though on a day-to-day basis like he basically had nothing to do with money so, um, 
I think sometimes just reminding yourself that you as a leader, you're never too big for the 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 things that you have going on, that everything matters from down yeah. to the most minute details all the way up to the top. Absolutely. Great, man. That's it. And it's a great, great sentiment. Great thing to hold on to throughout the time. Mine, I think I would take from that the opposite, you know, seeing like, you know, you have an example of a, of a good leader, right? You have an example of a leader who's getting down and, and you can look at and say, okay, this is someone, something I want to emulate, um, especially his skills on ping pong. But uh, on my side, I've always looked at it as like, I, I'm never going to be that manager. I'm never going to berate anyone. And I was, and I, I grew up, my mom had like businesses. So I grew up thinking, okay, I'm, I'm going to be in a position where I'm going to be leading someone, some people someday. And I, that was just always in my mind. And I'm never going to be this person. I'm never going to threaten someone with their hours. I'm never going to, I'm never going to make someone feel unsafe and insecure in a place that they're coming optionally. You know, they're optionally, yeah, maybe, maybe they don't have many options, but still they're option to come and people have enough stress and drama in their life for just living. Like, why would I dare want to add extra stress or offload some of my stress to somebody else? You know? So I look at that. I think about that. Like, I'm never going to yell and berate any of my, I, I felt, I mean, 16 year old kid and like around his peers about a 16 year old boy. Right. I mean, and, and I don't know if things have changed, but when I was growing up, you know, that was like, that was uh, crushing to the ego, you know, in a, in a time where your ego is really fragile. And, uh, yeah, I would never do that. I would never do that to, to anyone that I remember that feeling. It's a horrible feeling. Yeah. So, yeah. 20 to 40. She's in 20 <laughs> to 40. <No. laughs> Dexter, thank you so very much for being my guest. I greatly appreciate you, brother. Um, I appreciate everyone else out there. And uh, we'll see you next time. Man, I got to come up with an ending to this, don't I? Like an outro. Bibbidi bobbidi boo. There it is. Bibbidi bobbidi boo. Oh, there it is. This has been a broadcast of the MSP Media Network.